cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon. My name's Lee Keyes of systembet.co.uk and joining me uh, to chew the fat this evening are two very distinguished guests. Uh, firstly, John Lang of John Joe's Blogspots. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. Yep, good evening. And certainly last but not least, uh, we've wheeled out Adam Norman, Paddock Sleuth, uh, to, to join in the uh, the slamming and the and the slating of, of the racing fraternity. Adam Norman, oh. good evening and welcome. Good evening, boys. Good to be back. Yes. Uh, it's a good show this week because we've got we've got plenty to, to, to chew over. So yes. I'm not gonna I'm gonna uh, you know, I'm not gonna stay too long with the chit chat. But yesterday's racing we'll we'll, we'll start on. Obviously, a, a very small matter of a, a certain match race that no one's talked uh. about. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few are getting tired of it already. But obviously, for no some, well, yeah, hashtag the road to Doncaster, John. I mean, what, what, we're looking at what sixty-one days, people. Six, sixty-one days till that beautiful Green Bay's is unleashed um, <laughs> on Town Moor. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, oh, 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 what were we talking about? Oh, yes, Ergamim and um, uh, uh, Shishkin yesterday. Adam, I'm coming to you you first on your views of the race and anything you're taking out of it on route to Cheltenham. Uh, listen, I am no longer a spring chicken, right? And maybe I've been um, betting and gambling too long in this game, but I, I, it's, I found it very hard to get quite as emotional as everybody else seemed to do, um, it was a you know it was a it was a good race, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we didn't know right until the till the death who was going to do it. Um, but was it really up there with the great races of yesteryear? You know, we could, nostalgia is not what it used to be, and all that sort of thing. But it it didn't really it doesn't really feature in my top ten or twenty probably of, uh, of races. Uh, what what do you guys think? Have I have I, have I caught no, the? Like, have I, you know, you you are you are probably in a, in a in a minority of racing Twitter, but there's certainly a fair few. Oh, there's a surprise, and it, and it's growing um, in terms of, of of the you know people's boredness of the race. John, uh, are you are you in Adam Norman's camp for, for boredom? It certainly wasn't affirmed and Ali down knocking spots off each other for half a mile, was it? Uh, no. I did see a, a thread on Twitter of the mention of Grundy Bustino. Oh, for God's sake! Uh, you know, and there's, there's, you know, and, uh, and people with tears in their eyes and stuff like this. It's like you know, I'm not 13 anymore. You know, I, I sort of, you know, I was at, I was there for Dawn Run. I was there for, you know, Sea Pigeon Second One. I was there. You know, it's like, come on, please. You know, I. I Look, I, if people want to get emotional and enjoy and all that sort of thing, look, that's great, and and we should celebrate all this bloody blah, blah blah. However, surely the, the 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 part of the reason why everyone's getting so worked up is that we have so few of these types of races to enjoy these days, you know. And so it's that's not something to celebrate. It's something to just go. Oh, is this, you know? Thankfully, we've got two horses come together that went head to head, you know. 
for once outside of Cheltenham. Great. And, well, and, it, and thank God it turned out to be a race and one didn't fall or run below par, you know. Yeah. Well, Nick, Nick the Nipper has been on and obviously completely disagrees um, yeah. uh, with us, which is fantastic. Yeah, we like that's that. what we need. And he said, he said, it reminded me of Grundy versus Bustina. <laughs> well, firstly, must be the, the guy's got to be about 60, Nick the Nipper, to remember Grundy and Bustino, right? And, unless he's watched it several no. times on the oh, video. He's actually, he's actually a friend of mine. He came to York to, to, to have a pint with me at the Evo meeting. But is it, is, that, is it just because it was a run at Ascot? Because if you've seen Grundy and Bustino, there was a... Was there not a... Um, um, a pacemaker that set of set of uh, fast two. pace. Yeah, two, two two pacemakers. Yeah, yeah. And well, these two locked horns. Yeah. What a furlong out or a furlong and a half, and they were and it was literally head bobs all the way. It was you know it really did set it. It does set your hair the back of your neck or, or whatever the phrase is. You know. Yeah. And were they the same again? I don't know. Um, so most people say they weren't. Fair enough. Um, but this yeah. this was. <laughs> This was on a par with that. It's just I can't. I just I can't. I'm sorry. I've well, barely he, got any ribs left to break after laughing. So <laughs> well, he said, he said he goes on to say. So basically, he says that um, what would you do uh, like towards Cheltenham? As in, Ruby Walsh apparently has said that the Mullins horse was uh, very tired uh, this morning um, or, nice. or seemed very quiet. Um, so so is is is, is, is man, of course it was. Yeah. Um, another thing, if we come on to sort of rating this this race um, in handicapping terms, I, I, I must admit I'm I'm struggling with this one, and because first floor obviously won a Peterborough, and first floor's got some high class two mile form, um, and obviously was absolutely tanked to oblivion by these two. Um, Shishkins took half of the birch. Um, with him on the way around. You're not. Uh, you're just not going to give Shishkin the uh, the uh, the respect he deserves, are you? Are you? <laughs> just is there going to be a point where you're going to go? Well, listen. Okay. Listen. As as a sizable layer of Shishkin, yeah. you, and, and and listeners could be pleased to know. You know, I did my done brain. it again. Yeah, yeah done, done it in. Um, you, I, I I was counting. I was counting it. I'd spent it. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking of you know like maybe a spring holiday somewhere you know you know in between really? wow. in between Doncaster and Newbury yeah. um, you know <laughs> um, and I'm think you know I'm thinking this is this is good this is good Erga yes. memes Erga memes you know yeah. white white Ben Keith for hundreds of thousands and um, and also it's it's filled my pot but sadly um, Shishkin thought otherwise and decided mm. to. Uh, and, uh, yeah, in late. I mean, I, I, I've, I'll put 175 on Shishkin. That's what I've done. 175. Right. Um, that's that's my assessment of it. But I tricky. think it's tricky. It is tricky to rate because that that had put first floor on a, on a, obviously as running way below form, and mm. he probably did. I, I don't know, but I was impressed with him in the Peterborough first floor. But yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised. Was it? Once Ergonermanine or whatever it's called took up the running, was Bass correct in, in holding up first flow? Because he was quite keen in behind. And I just thought, Bass, you need to kick on, fella. Yeah. I like, mean, you know, as they started going downhill, I thought, mm, I'm not I'm not entirely pleased with this. It's as if Bass thought, well, 
I'm not supposed to be part of this race. Yes, Every, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's talking about the big yeah. two, and it's like, I, should should I really spoil Ergamine's chance by, you yeah. know, going up going front, upside, yeah, and then that'll ruin the match. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it might soften up Ergamine. Shishkin might win fifteen, and everyone said, well, it, you just. You <laughs> You know, yeah. but whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a di- I think it's a difficult one to rate. I really do because I don't, I, I don't believe first flow is that far behind yeah. uh, these. Um, do, you, do you find it important to rate these kind of races, Lee? Is it? I mean, because they're not going to run in handicaps anyway, are they? So, so does it really matter what rate? What like time? One eighty, one eighty one, whatever it's like. Who? Because they're just going to go to the Queen Mother, the Melling, blah, you know, the Tingle Creek. Um, the Queen Mother, the man, you know, you know what I mean. For, for me personally, no, because because yeah. uh, every race is going to end up end up completely different. Yeah, but it's purely a legacy thing, isn't it? I think I think it's just like listen, listeners. I think from from hearsay like to like like sometimes to to hear hear what what you think of, of a performance. So yeah, it's, it's it's a numbers game for me. Every it's like we do with flat horses. We, we have a we have a sectional time figure. We we. we you know, we we plan with a rating, and and I, and I think that's that's the game likes that. The, I mean, if that's probably the the English racing uh, downfall to a degree with the Irish at Cheltenham, because I always believe our handicappers, for example, hammer our horses unnecessarily for winning uncompetitive four or five runner chases. You know, they might win by twenty lengths, but you've got to confirm that the second or the third has ran its race. And I think that's a very difficult thing to do because mm. you, you don't know the level of fitness. You don't know the, you know, they never seem to take into account the mistakes the second will make mm. throughout a race or the third will make. Mm. It's just like, well, we'll put the second on the mark that it's officially rated. Well, it's at, funny you we'll say on, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's funny to say that. I, I, can we I'll briefly go back to a race last week at Warwick where uh, a horse called three under through five won the uh, novice chase, um, in the McNeil colours, do you remember that race? Yeah, it's got a it's got a posh name. I can't remember what it is, but and um, uh, Doyen Breed was second of Sandy Thompson's, and I, I felt that, that that Doyen Breed made didn't made a few mistakes, as did the third Any News, and like you say, I don't think that that was, you know, you know, there's a possibility that it didn't run to that bigger mark. Yeah, you know. You know, uh, and so and, and he's only got been beaten three lengths by three under through five in the end. He was he was uh, um, idling, but uh, but but uh, yeah, that was just an example that, that I've been thinking about where Doyen breeds like one forty five now. Well, you you put him up against a one forty five rated Irish handicapper. Well, good luck with that. No chance. Absolutely yeah. agreed, and and that's the problem. That's what I mean. Not only the artificial help that the Irish have been getting, um, you know, uh, I mean, for, for years, we, it literally is yeah. all the drug scandals over there. We know it goes off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's stupid to say it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Hennessy, the, the 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 coral hurdle winning trainer, he got done for. Uh, he got found with absolutely bundles full for his grounds. And, right. and and yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and and look at that thing in the coral uh, coral hurdle last year. You know that Paul Hennessy trained. I mean, it's embarrassing. It won by it won by a potato field. It's it's it might yeah. have been entitled to sort of show a good race on its on its form. I, I do agree, yeah. but but not. 
but not to that extent. Yeah. And it's same with Mick Winters with Chatham Hill Lab, was it in the in the in one of the, the Well everyone Paris. thought that was brilliant and Mick Winters is a great character now. And I just thought this is this is pantomime. Yeah. yeah. I mean it could have gone round it. It could have done another yeah. on that day, it could have done another yeah. lap and yeah. still been three yeah. fences clear. God knows yeah. what was in that. Yeah. Well that was just yeah. just I know. But I mean, that's where we're at. Anyway, rest of the racing, uh, forget the boring match race. Um, John Bon uh, went to Haydock and did his thing. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? John Bon, as, as he as he sort of decimated his uh, supreme credentials on that performance. Well, he won't beat you, was really. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he can beat Constitution Hill. No, but I'm I'm gonna put in a little thing here that Haydock is. A notoriously sharp two miles, and 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 it, if you don't get close, I thought the ride was poor. And and uh, listening to Henderson, uh, Popeye, he was he was his 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 tactics were poor. He said, "Oh, we knew there was going to be pace on, so we'll take we'll take uh, we'll, you know we'll take our mm. time." That's not one track you take your time. Mm. Ask Don McCain with his front runners round there, you know, like quickening off the bend like a rat mm. up a drain pipe. Haydock is not the place to take your time. So I think it's left a lot on the track there. And I think Henderson was right in that John Bond quickened twice. It quickened to stay up stay up with Rainbow Lake and the other <coughs> one that was pulling hard early in the straight. And then coming to the last, I thought the foot it showed to, to, to go again. I quite I like that, yeah. Yeah, it was quite the impressive. style of a good horse. Yeah. So, so if you're on John Bond anti-post or or you're a John Bond fan, don't be put blogger. Off blogger. Well, no, I don't know if he's constitutional now. He might have switched. He likes a fan. Um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't be put off by that. I wouldn't be thinking that. Well, that's him. He doesn't. He didn't look impressive there. How's the? Uh, how do the stats stack up for the uh, Rossington Main as a as a Cheltenham um, as a Cheltenham? I think it's pretty poor, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a renowned sort stats of stats wise. I think. I think he's. I think he's bang up against it, John Bon. Um, yeah. And, and I, if you look at just looking at that result, you know, in the in the black and white, beating mm. Richmond Lake, um, giving it some weight. Uh, like you say, I think. I think. So, do you think he, he the, the 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 race will will do him good or or do him bad? Do you think he's left too much there for? for I, I think it'll do him good because I think, yes. I think I think mentally it'll bring him on, and I think yes. whatever the official rating they give him for that, I think you can add ten on. Ten. Mm. Ten. It's so, a big so yeah, it it is. But Haydock does not play to the strengths of those. Yeah. That are ridden like that. I like uh, the way he picked it up, and it was and he and he like you say. I think he's. I think he'll learn a lot more, much more streetwise after that. Yeah. Um, Stone and, bros, yeah, be fair, ready for punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Royal Royal Pagai was um, joining the Jadamian Twin Oaks Club. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 you released that stat on Friday, didn't you? And he's yeah. And, uh, He's, he's gone and done it. I mean, the, easily the highlight for me, easily the highlight of the weekend for me was the was the appearance of Richie Richie and his new hairdo. Oh, good God. Uh, uh, now, I like this guy. This guy, I like the cut of his jib. I like the guy. I bet, and, you, I uh, bet you bet bright customers don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I took one look at him. I thought, hang on, is, is he gone for a mouse's tail there at the back? This is yeah. extraordinary. But no, he's gone full American redneck. Well, oh, I quite liked it. 
Yeah, I can see some punters that, that basically were with Bet Bright and um, had all, the, all their anti post Cheltenham bets cancelled because Rich Richie got some terrible books that year. I thought, um, it, I thought it was really interesting that he's obviously been in touch with Michael Fabricant's barber <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and had all the offcuts weaved into a rather interesting three piece suit. The yeah. absolute scenes in this house, I was just, I was loving that, absolutely loved it. And yeah, that and that came in minutes after he'd beaten the only horse that that didn't fall out the back of the TV for me yesterday, Sam Brown, who I think would have probably won with a decent jump at the last. Um, I think he lost ground three out and at the last, Sam Brown, and um, I think he'd have won with a couple of decent leaps. I think Royal Pagai's jumping was superb up the straight. Yeah, um, I, I, I sort of I think it won it for him. I called that wrong a bit. I, I didn't say it on the on the pod on Friday, but I, I never thought Sam Brown has been at his very best over stamina sapping trips, even though he likes right. the, likes the jukes. If you yeah. look, if, if you look, his best performance for me, uh, well, came at Haydock over two and a half. No, um, I did, I did, I did look at that myself. Yeah, I did, I did. I just think he's just massively unexposed at three. Uh, yeah, early. But, yeah. But I was disappointed at Aintree how he how he folded. Uh, in, well, in I just think he's obviously, you know, he could have, I, I, I presumed I wasn't there. I presumed that he was just needing it. I don't know. He's a funny, he's a funny horse. He, he was not great looking and doesn't move, move great. He's a proper, proper mudlark, you know, and, and he would have been much better on deeper ground than, than that, that stuff yesterday. Um, yeah. But on his day, I, just, I, I did think he was, the, he was the overpriced one that could pop up and, you know, what he's going to do next, next time out, I've no clue, probably, probably, you know, revert to, Pulling up or something, but um, yeah, yep. it's, a, it's a shame. A good racer, I thought that. And and uh, uh, you know, and again, you see pictures of uh, Du Bois villain. Was it was it Townend on the other on Energami? Yeah, sort of. You know, sort of shaking hands after. <coughs> I mean, you know, did people not see Coleman and Deutsch do the do the same thing? You know, it's like yep. it happens all the time. You know, there's great camaraderie in a, in a in a great finish. Happens all the time. There's no. Why, why do we have to? Why do we have to laud these? You know, these things that supposedly are you know are put up on the front pages as our oh, great sports. It's it's like it happens all the time. It's like, it's like infantilizing, you know, something that is just a great part of the sport. You know, and and, and virtually every other sport, just great sportsmanship. You know, at the at, at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Take it on board. Um, two more things from Saturday. Uh, a couple of, uh, I've been asked to look at a couple of, uh, well, people say questionable rides. One was the, uh, one of my bets that, that <laughs> I, I, I put out, Banks Boy and Golf Boy, Golf Club 2019 has been on, on Twitter. And he said, I hope you're going to discuss the Jack Kennedy ride. Um, uh, racing just can't keep this to punters and get away with it. I've watched the race numerous times now, and I'm still in disbelief at what I've seen. The Stuart report... Um, says that the horse was la- that Jack Kenny said the horse was Larry, and uh, didn't want to hit the front uh, too soon. Um, I mean, where I stand on it is probably exactly. I'm probably more. But golf club will be going berserk at my comments here because obviously I backed the horse. Uh, I didn't have that much on because of the drift, and I, I did point out that you know it, it'd be interesting to see the market. Um, and uh, sadly, the horse got there. It travelled like the wrath of God. Looked like it was going to win five minutes. Went one one in running, and sort of hearty it for me. But then mm. I then look at Jack Kennedy's sort of 
riding action in the closing stages. The producer, by the way, is adamant it was it was it was Jack not that bothered about winning. But you know, I mean, really, I, I mean, the thing is, if you're not bothered about winning, would you just not? Would you have given up two out? Wouldn't you? You'd have, you'd have well, just, it would have, it would have just pulled it in behind horses, surely. It, you'd have just saunt, you'd have just sauntered from there, yeah, and just and just and done done a bit of chicken wings, a bit like yeah. in the spins. So. I'm not really in the camp of. Um, I, I just think Jack might have looked a bit untidy, but maybe maybe that was maybe the horse that was making him like that. Put it this way: Golf Club 2019. On that one, I just think time will tell. Um, yeah. I think I think we'll look in a couple of runs and think either Jack Kennedy was bang on, or maybe there was something else to it. We don't know, but I think time will tell with that one. And I don't think I, I'm not prepared to make. Um, a sort of a sweeping statement that the, that the horse wasn't wasn't that. Lee, good. were you were you were you watching your horse throughout the race? Because there were so many yes. runners. I was looking at what didn't because John was, had uh, endlessly in, he, didn't he? He did a tremendous. And pick I was by, I was trying John. to pick out yeah, which one was which, and that 30, wasn't endlessly gambled into eights or something. Thirty threes down about fives, I think. Right. Um, so, I, so I was trying to figure out who was who, yeah. and then this thing zoomed so, up on the outside. So, so, was, so how was how was Kennedy? Was he literally plum last turning in or something? Or what? I was watching the pair of them. I was watching endlessly, and I was yeah. watching Banks. They weren't, they weren't that fair, apparently. No, they were sort. Right. Of, I remember. I, I said to the producer, I said, I said, I said, I said, they sort of upsides each other turning in, and endlessly sort of took a, a sort of mid pack route. Uh, Jack yeah. Kennedy swung wide, both yeah. travelling well, and you thought, well, both have got big chances. <laughs> um, and and as I said, I, yeah, and I, 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 I honestly like, like, like I say, I yeah. would have said Jack Kennedy would have, would have probably, if, if, if the plan was not to be anywhere near, you would have definitely not come wide. You'd have, you'd have took, took the whole, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, and and just and just met and yeah. finished seventh or eighth, and then yeah, people yeah. going, oh well, here we go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, but yeah, so I don't. Like I don't, you say he's either the horses either dogged it. Or I mean the other one pulled the other one pulled out more when he came to him didn't he? He did he did and, and yeah jo, you know, jo, John says off air didn't you John that you think that both the second and third could have run into one anyway. Well I, I just think it's funny you know I mean the the fourth despite being twenty eight to one was actually backed it was one of Jesse's um, yeah and I I think the fifth was a fairly reliable yardstick I think that could prove to be. Rather a good race for the grade, shall we say? Hmm, indeed. Um, the, the the other question I can come to is from uh, our Sunday sermon panelist, Lorne Malvo. He was upset. He says, "Sassy rascal yesterday at Leafy, nine to two to sixteen on the exchanges, misses the start by miles in a sprint and wasn't beaten far." Well, again, conspiracy theorists, foil hatters, um, I'm putting you in your place because that horse has done that before at Lingfield and actually won. If you go back in its form, um, I think it was about November time uh, or October time. Uh, the horse basically missed the break. And finished incredibly fast out wide, and I think also just very quirky. I think that's it. I think, and you know how things work. It's trained by a, a very prominent new market trainer in George Bowie. He's probably told the punters, nah, "Not well. I, I don't like. This. I don't like mine. It's it's a bit iffy. It's a bit bit of an iffy character. Could win, and of course, no one's backed it. So I just genuinely think it's one of those. So sorry, mate, but but no, I, I don't see any 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 wrongdoing there. Unfortunately, uh, no, I. No one could watch less uh, all-weather racing than me. Isn't isn't that one of the great 
one of the easiest ways to, to to stop a horse is to just pull it back at the start when the when the gates open. Is that? It is. It is. It is. But had it not done that before? Yes. Yeah. I hear. You. Like as in as in as in it missed it by four or five before and still won. Then, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on quickly to today. Uh, obviously, Lingfield's uh, uh, sort of uh, brilliant prize money for 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 match races. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of questions on Lingfield. Uh, Spencer Bolt's been on. And Adam, you probably relate to this because you go racing quite a bit. And yeah. he says the admission prices for Lingfield was disgraceful. Thirty-five yeah. pounds Friday and thirty-nine pounds today. I mean, that is absolutely tr- uh, uh, that's just terrible, isn't it? It's, it's ghastly, ghastly behaviour. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where all this winter million stuff has has, has come from. To me, I just don't follow the the politics of. of of racing that that closely so it sort of surprised me when i saw these entries on uh tuesday and wednesday i was like what's going on here sort of thing um but i you know i've been to uh the likes of newcastle this year and i think they were they charged 28 to go a couple of saturdays ago um and you just think what are, are they literally trying to dissuade people to go you know um i, I just don't really know what there must there must be a business plan behind hiking prices but i can't for the life of me understand it to be honest uh, i'd have to sort of do get off the back of a fag packet and start doing some numbers but um I, it's hard to it's hard to justify that 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 kind of price hike i don't know what, what are the facilities like at ling these days i've not been for about 20 really years extremely average um, yeah. well most yeah, of them are i mean so i mean i quite like going to southwell but you know newcastle southwell Sedgy, uh, where, where else would I go? Utox, they're quite hit and miss, you know, and they they cater primarily to the boozers, don't they? These days, these you know, they make yeah. these big, yeah. That's the thing. It's all lads, 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 and and you know, it's all. Well, once all... you once you've paid thirty eight quid to get in, and then you're paying what six, five and a half quid for a lager, you yeah, know, and te- uh, you know, eight quid for a for a crappy burger. It's like, you know, do you want me to bend over as well? You know, so you can just shaft me a bit harder. I don't, you know, it's uh, it, dreadful. It's, yeah, it's pretty poor, I think. John, I think so. your take on this? Well, you can make your way into Middlesbrough, go down Albert Road, go to the back of the Royal Exchange, you can get a blowjob behind a biffer bin for 12 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Is it toothless as well? No, she keeps them in. <laughs> Is it 25? Is it a pony for toothless? It's a pony if you don't know what you're doing and you don't negotiate. But uh, all right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, what's the local charge in these days at Redka? What do they charge? Well, if yeah. I know, I don't pay. <laughs> to be honest, I can't remember last time I paid to get in red car either. Uh, I mean, I, I, as a regular puncher, I'm quite. I'm not. I'm not the kind of person who goes. I'm going to so and so today. Can I have a bad sort of thing, or have you got one going? I'm a kind of. I don't mind giving back to racing. I don't. I, I you know, I'm a capital, free market capitalist. I, I'm quite happy to pay my dues. You know, when necessary. You know what I mean? Um, but that does. So it just. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying. I honestly don't know what they're trying to achieve with that. What 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 good can come of that sort of thing? You know. No. Is, you know- because prize money isn't isn't gonna. That that's not going to go to prize money, is it? Or it's not going to justify. The, you know, the prize money that they're putting out no. this weekend, is it? Makes no 
economic sense for me. Um, oh, really, mate? No, no. I think you need to attract a lot of fans to racing. That's certainly not going to do it. Um, well, well, that just that, that sort of segues into. I don't know if if, if this was the plan, but it segues into the, the size of the fields today. You know, mm, I mean, uh, you know, wh- <laughs> why aren't I? I just don't get why trainers can't run their horses. So you've got what have you got? You've got a two and a half mile hurdle, right? Three horses line up. One's come over from Ireland, and the prize money goes down to you know what was it four, five grand for fourth. It's yeah. Like, I don't. I just don't get it, lads. I don't. I don't understand. Can someone please tell me, please? If, if Gavin Cromwell doesn't send his runners today, obviously you you, you you've got an hundred grand hurdle for uh, as a match race. Yeah. Two runners. I, I mean, no, I just... don't understand that because because if you. Uh, I can't remember what the race was. Was it, was it yesterday? Twenty-six grand uh, race to the winner. Uh, a novice, the novice chase, I think it was. Or maybe it's today. Yeah, it was the, the race warlord one. So let's. So the example is, so you get twenty-six grand if you win, right? And these these the three horses that finished in a bunch were like one mid one forties, right? So you're a one thirty. You go in there with a one thirty-five, one thirty-six horse. Um, you receive four pounds, and you happen to beat them, right? You've won twenty six k, but you're going to go up uh, five or six pounds, probably a bit more, right? What harm is that going to do? I'm assuming that you're not running in that race because you don't want to ruin your mark, right? But you try and win a naught to one forty off off of one hundred and thirty six or whatever. Yeah. And have you seen the naught to one forties at what like Bangor and Exeter? You get like seven grand, so you've got to yeah. win three of those to cop what you've just bought in you've just picked up in one race by beating three other horses i just don't i mean is that why they're not running i don't i don't know well it's it's a pro it's a proven thing i mean there's been a big thing this this winter about national field sizes yeah and it's it's, a massive hot potato isn't it yeah no that no one seems to be able to find the answer to even after all these years yeah it's i mean I mean, the thing is as well, I mean, RIP to uh, Master Tommy Tucker today, um, mm. you know, lost lost a, a good old stick there. Yeah. And and I, I think if racing is to have problems in the future in attracting audiences and attracting sponsors, because don't forget, if, if you don't get sponsors commercially, it's, it, it's, it's a dead duck. And we've got a situation here, for example, where we do not have a sponsor for the flagship race of the national hunt season. We do not have a blue chip spot. Blue chip companies aren't going to sponsor with all due respect. Um, you know, national hunt racing, in my view, it's not the in thing with their crowd. And that's a massive problem that racing faces. That's the first sport after the triuggers have done with the single customer view and the affordability on problem gambling, which we'll come to later in the show. They'll, they'll make no mistake. The first part of racing they will come for is national hunt racing. That's the that's the that's the first one. That it's cruel. It causes too 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 many accidents, yeah. uh, too much loss of life for these equine animals. And they'll bring a case like they've done with the problem gamblers, the odd one chucking themselves off a bridge, etc. Mm. So everyone's got to be punished. Um, it's the same sort of scenario. They will find another topic, and if they come for racing, national hunt racing, mark my words, is the first to go. Um, you know, or be or be under pressure, let's say. Mm. So I think that's where we're at, and I think the field sizes 
as, I mean, you look at people say, well, they're saving the horses for Cheltenham. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, in, uh, British entries for Cheltenham are down. Um, yeah. It's dominated by Irish entries. We, we, they've, they've fallen again. So, is it what it is? It have we got not got enough stock? Is there too much racing? Is it, what what is it? Um, there's definitely, there's definitely too much racing. Yeah, definitely too much racing. But I still, I still don't get why you can't run. Even even if you've got a one twenty eight horse who you think's badly handicapped, you know, um, and pick up five grand for finishing fourth. Well, right. the mis- the mystery. The, well, they've actually outlawed uh, Mr. Sadiq, haven't they? I mean, Mr. Sadiq, uh, the racehorse trainer, often r- runs his family, uh, right, fam- family right, yeah, pets yeah. for years, running, yes. trying to pick up the third place yes. in the in the small field novice chases. Yes. Now, they, 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 they've shoved one right up Mr. Sadiq by saying sort of like minimum, I think, 120 rated. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah. like the, the Amrilla of... The, the, yes. Amrilla was the famous yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so you couldn't get Sadiq turning up trying to nick yeah. his... Four and a half grand for yeah. last. Well, um, you know, I, sp- I spoke to Rebecca Menzies um, uh, a few weeks ago at the races, and she, and she sent a horse to Cheltenham. Um, she had a f- one she fancied. I can't remember what the race was, and she sent another one in in the because they they had a a two horse lorry. Um, she had another horse that that she noticed there was a small entry, a small de- declaration for a novice hurdle. I think it was a mare's novice hurdle, and she no, it wasn't. It was just a novice hurdle, and she put in one of her horses to pick up, you know, it was out of its depth, but, you know, they sent it down. It won four and a half grand for finishing last, tailed off. And, you know, back to the yard in one piece. That's it. One, one at Sedgefield next time. And she's like, well, and I said, like, you should be, if I was an owner, that is that is exactly what I'm paying you to do. Yeah, you know, find, find the opportunity. Fan, that is fantastic training. And, and I think, I think Bex is... is Honestly, I think she's a fantastic prospect, um, and she's got every single thing covered. And I think that's that's the kind of thing that you need to do. You do yeah. for your owners, but John, I mean, this this comes back to to the for me again. They're on the wrong path with this, aren't they? I mean, like horses picking up four and a half grand for for, for getting beat 170 lengths. That's that's not where we need to put the prize money, is it? That's not no. Um... It's, it's just a sad state of affairs, you know. I mean, I keep saying, you know, if trainers keep back ailing these opportunities, stop giving them the opportunities. Yeah. You know, if you don't get the turnout for a scrap it. I kind of get the modern way of training now that it's, it's, it's usually trainers love to give the, <coughs> the, the national hunt horses, sort of the good ones anyway, at least six to seven weeks off to, to prepare for the next race. You know, and and I think that's where they've no, they, they don't think outside the box. They don't no. think, well, well, we'll just turn up here and we'll have, we may as well just have a have a float around. And, I think and, Nich- you know. I think Nichols is probably an exception, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> he'll, yeah. he'll run horses a week after they've just won their big race, and you know, like um, can't think of a recent um, example, but you know, like he used to send up, he'd send up six to Kelso for their good prize money. Um, you know, even though they they just run two weeks before, it's like, well, you know, you might as well just have a pot, you know, just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just it just frust- it frustrates the hell out of me, lads. It's just honestly, it's just you know, I don't want to go. Uh, you know, I was I was at Catherick the other day, good you know, solid card, and in the middle of the card there was um, uh, a novice hurdle where one of McCain's like one to six or something. It just it just shouldn't happen. 
you know there must be ways of having competitive a, a competitive six race card from start to finish you know um i just ah oh, it's 2022 and we're still talking about this that, that that should really have been you know attacked from a, a different angle at least try different things you know i don't yeah. but the, I, I think we know the answer is or, or the, the the point is that there are too many people there are too many factions with too many fingers in the pie pulling in all different directions aren't there you know? Yeah, and that comes from leadership from the top because if the leadership yeah. from the top got it right, then it would all yeah. filter down. You, you choose nothing by consensus, least of all with the idiots involved in racing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, right, uh, Carl Swanson's got a question uh, regarding Lingfield Clark of the course. I can answer this one quickly. Um, he said, How can they call the, the ground heavy, soft in places, having had no rain for two weeks? Blah, blah, blah. I think if you, you looked at the times on Friday, Carl, they were probably soft ground times. Today, I would say soft ground, good to soft in places on a time based level. Obviously, it's probably a different kind of ground because it's not had any rain. But at the same time, I, I, I just think, you know, I think that could have been worked out by looking at, at, fri at Friday's times for today anyway. Um, that it wasn't necessarily going to suit uh, absolute suit monsters. Um, I think, oh, one more question before we come on to the next subject, which is from Councillor Woodman. Councillor Woodman, yes. And he said, These, there seems to be a number of adverts for help with erectile dysfunction during live racing on TV. Should we all be worried in case this is targeted advertising? Dong, dong, dong. John, have you seen these adverts? Dong, Johnson, dong. Oh. Really concerning that you come to me first about adverts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say John can take this one. Erectile dysfunction. Um, I think it might be something to do with the fact that racing is trying to get on Netflix at the moment. There's a bit of a story going around. Uh, I think there's something on motor racing appearing on Netflix, and as racing is never one to lead, always to follow, it's trying to get a documentary type series going on Netflix. Um, and obviously you could have the adverts halfway through the racing program on there. Um, and I've actually took the liberty of emailing Julie Harrington about this. And uh, I've made a suggestion for what we could actually have on Netflix. And I've called it Racing Bad. Uh, <laughs> And it's where Pony Club chairman Ron Bodson finds out he has a terminal yeast infection he picked up at the last Tory party conference. <laughs> he knows he won't be able to earn a living once the blue rinse mothers at the Pony Club find out he's packing something that grows faster than his pecker in his undies. And he can't earn, he won't be able to grease the local MP and ensure no houses are built in his corner of Little England. But he notices his groom at the Pony Club, Benjamin Ware, Ben for short, has a nice line in recreational go-faster Pele pills and he starts, decides to start making the stuff and giving it to racehorses. So they strip down to the rundies for no reason other than that they like it that way and start to cook. And that's the premise for Racing Bad on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> Is there something about, you know, like these substances they give it? In Viagra supposed to help the horse's performance? Is there something... Well, uh, the National <laughs> Study item might, uh, <laughs> might shed some light on that one. Um, 
I've heard some stories. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard cocaine, Viagra. I've heard cobra venom. Uh, uh, you, you, you would imagine Viagra don't come grow a leg for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 worrying. I mean, I always think if it, if it's targeted advertising, in other words. Uh, so they're saying that all race horse racing followers, uh, well, not all, but certainly a good a good proportion of racing followers possibly suffer from erectile dysfunction. Obviously, the elderly elderly side maybe, or maybe the younger side. I don't know. You know, mm. not everyone can uh, can in, get a get a in, woody. In in well, in the mid nineties, I, I, I did about five large in at the Ava, mate, and. and, and... <laughs> I think, I think it was about 10 days before there was any sort of stirrings down below. I, I always had you down as a purple doorman. <laughs> <laughs> at the ledger meeting, you know. Well, I think I think it was the purple door at the ledger meeting before I showed any interest after that particular Eva <laughs> performance. <laughs> Took the wind uh, right out myself. I personally put it, if there is any sort of erectile dysfunction amongst racegoers, I reckon it's the constant disappointment of doing it in. Um, you know, it's difficult to get, get, get a stir on after doing it in. Um, so, yeah, that's... It does take the wind out of your sails, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does, especially after the last two days I've had. Oh, Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. It's, it's, a, it's dark room and a, and a very a very potent spirit yeah. that, that raises my spirits. Right, we'll move on to a um, uh, couple of topics to come. First one, uh, interestingly, is regarding the National Stud. And everyone knows I've got the odd mole down at HQ um, who fed the, the Hugo Palmer to Michael Owen story, which is 100% no matter what you've heard in the media. Um and the, the the other story I've had is is to do with the national stud, and I was kind of shocked by this because because obviously it's not got any media traction or anything. Uh, you know, I, I, I even tagged a post on Twitter with uh, with with Chris Cook uh, to uh, to try and get the get the story going. We love a bit we love a bit of gossip. Everyone loves gossip in racing. Um, it must do anyway because we've had some followers from Newmarket studs since I posted that, which is quite interesting on on Twitter. And what I've heard is basically there's some employees there. I, I, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to. I'm not going to incriminate anyone because it's not really my position to. But um, apparently, one of the one of the people there uh, has kept their mares there and build it to the national stud. Um, I don't know if it's the same employee or if it's another employee that's sexually assaulted a girl that works there, um, but that's under obviously investigation. And um, and, and other fingers in pies, I'm told. Some 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 mass fiddling. Just just thinking about this, John. Teddy Beckett has just taken over there. Looks like he's got a job on his hands, John. He won't be phased at all. And. <laughs> um, my, my concern is that he doesn't realise he's actually changed jobs. And uh, if anybody asks him about any of this, especially the culprit that's carrying out the assault, he'll probably say, well, I'll have to speak to Roger Charlton to see where he goes next. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, does it surprise you, though, like at a, a stud like this, that you've... I mean, I, I'd have thought this had, had been happening all the time like basically you sly sly one of your own mares in there you know that you've bought at sales or whatever and just just stick it under books as if it's you know 
I mean, I mean well, I, I, I think if I had mares and I worked at a, a stud, there's no way I'd be paying for their cape and they'd probably be lodging at the stud. Yeah, I mean, if you're especially if you're a manager, if you're a manager, then then yeah. and, and you run the show, you know, it's 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 kind of kind of say anything, can't you? To anybody, any, anybody that's like reporting to you, you know, you can just say, look, just that's for a special customer or whatever. I mean, you're not going to get questioned. But I mean, we'll wait for that story to develop because I've tried to fish for more uh, between. My, the tweet we put out the other day and now and it's not forthcoming so obviously there might be some sort of legal legal things to, to consider here but but that's what i'm told i'm i'm pretty sure it's reliable but obviously the national i tagged the national stood in it and they've not said anything um so it'd be interesting to see how that story develops uh, or if anyone can poke the finger in pies, get in touch on Twitter on the bar stewards and we'll get it out. People there. poking fingers in pies that cause a fucking trouble. Huh? <laughs> well, it sounds like it to me. It sounds like it to me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all going on at the national stud. Uh, typical of racing. Right, we'll move on to the the last topic, which is um, obviously the impending uh, doom. Uh, for Billy Bunters across the land. That's the single customer view and affordability checks. Now, quite a few of you have been getting in touch with me regarding this, and I'm hearing quite a few horror stories, to be honest, and um, I kind of um, uh, nearly smashed the TV this morning when Connor Grant was on Nick Look. He's the CEO of Flutter, Um obviously the paddy power bet fair etc etc and he he came across quite well to most people but not to me because i can read between the lines and he basically admitted that yes it's already in play and they they have the power or they will have certainly will have the power to check things like ccjs defaults, bankruptcies, go rifle through your bank information without you sending anything. Soon powers could be released that they, that the bookmaker can see every transaction on your bank statement to be able to have a bet, and they make the assessment whether you have a bet. And they're disguising this under the realms of affordability. It is an absolute disgrace to put the fox, I said it before, to put the foxes in charge of the hen house. This can only end badly. Uh, for, for for the on, but what what I don't get, chaps, is is the bookmakers are happily walking into this, thinking they're going to have an edge here on the punter. They they're able to trim the business down, get rid of get rid of the the the, the waste the, the the unprofitable punters, and they, they can then make hay and have a big return on investment for shareholders. Everything's rosy, the garden's rosy. That's not going to happen, though, is it? No. It isn't, and they can't say it. And racing as an entity is absolutely inert over this, isn't it? You know, I mean, we mentioned Jolie Harrington earlier, and it's deeply concerning that she's more interested in getting a documentary on Netflix than she is about doing anything about the way the sport's funded. Um, it, it's really very depressing, to be honest. It is, because what it's going to mean is a, a total transformation in how we all play. Nick the Nipper's been on and said that, for example, he, he's he's elderly father, he, he places bets on Bet365 
online um, would have no interest whatsoever in giving them any financial information whatsoever to continue to do so. And then it's back to the shops. And and for me, myself, if if online becomes a problem in terms of, well, you you know, I mean, it's already a struggle with Betfair, to be honest. I've been affordability checked already. Um, I've got a, a, a chap asked me the other day uh, for, you know, if I was okay. I mean, what's happened to personal responsibility, Adam, in all this? What has happened to people saying, I am fine, leave me alone? I think it's all part of the... Um... The, the the big shift to um centralization isn't it yes um so, well know, i think they're all on everyone's on board with this disclosure we, you know, we must disclose everything um and, and to take the power of of choice and and um independence and freedom away from the individual um for the um the conglomerates to decide who should do what um, I think it's a like you say it's a very serious issue, and I don't really see once once the avalanche started, um, there's there's not a great deal you can do other than um, you know run for the run for the hills sort of thing. I mean, it, it I'm not I'm not saying that we all just sort of hold our hands up and go, it's going to happen. Um, you know what what can we do? Of course we of course we can all you know do what we can to to stand our ground and say this is the line and no further um i mean i can't believe the kind of stuff that you've gone through already lee in terms of it's, it's not touched me at all but it seems quite arbitrary in that in that sense um yeah but, but this but this sort of withdrawal of of privacy uh and, and as you say um um the, the withdrawal of personal responsibility is um as a it's just it's just it's just a part of the big wave of uh, of the of the of the 2020s i think you know and we've just got to you know do we have any power to 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 push back in the other direction i don't know i don't i don't know this this could be too late i mean there's a couple of examples i'm going to give uh, one of them's online uh, it's at cj i hate feds on twitter um she's just had a bet 365 sort of suspended because she decided to have a, a few quid on Shishkin, um, as in a bit more than what she normally has. Um, so again, we're in a situation where um, we are basically, these algorithms are picking up things that obviously it's very sensitive. I, so say if your normal bet's 20 quid, right? And you have 20 pound on a Saturday fair or whatever, right? It's a bit like saying, right, well, now Shish, Shishkin's running. I'm going to have 200 pound on Shishkin because it's my favorite horse. I want to be part of this, whatever. But then the the algorithm goes, well, this this person never has 200 pound. Yeah. Um, and and what what kind of situation is that? When I mean I mean I, I know people that when Frankel won at York in the, uh, in the in the in the in the in the international, I know people that would normally have I don't know 100 pound on a horse when they got at races or if they fancy one. I know people that had thousands on Frankel that day at what one to six, one to seven, because I think some of it is they want to be part of the, of I was there that day. I I've got my ticket, yeah. you know, I, I've placed this big bet. I've, I've rode it home blogger style, whatever. That's how it is. And I think we're in extremely dangerous times. Um, and I've had an anonymous email. I got screenshots and everything and it's from Betfair. 
It's from Betfair Exchange. And I can I can tell you now that this chap in particular, he's a he's a fan of the show, listens to the show, and it, and finally Betfair have got have got rid of him. And this is this is a small punter. Um his deposits are three thousand nine hundred and nineteen. His withdrawals are three thousand five hundred and eighty. So he's lost three hundred and thirty nine pounds. He was allowed a penny on the sports book, so he decided to place his hand to trading on the exchange. He thought, well, they won't let me have a bet on the sports book, so I've decided to to, to try and trade on on Betfair Exchange, and they have, you know, they, they've closed him down because they asked him for details, they asked him to provide uh, sensitive financial information. He wasn't prepared to do so. Um, he, like I said, he, he he's not a big punter either. You know, I can I can guarantee you, he's not one of these sharps. He's not a sharp. He's not he's not someone that's trying to have a of a bookmaker over. Or any he's just an average everyday punter that has you know small bets. And because they refused him on the sports book, um, they they've now took, kicked him off the exchange. And I th- I think this is where we're at. This is a very scary time. And I don't like where we're going. I didn't like Conor Grant saying that regulatory checks are now now here, basically. I don't like Conor Grant, of, of the CEO of Flutter, because he's saying that we, we under 25s, should have a £500 a month deposit limit. This is madness. It is absolutely crazy to to come for gambling in such a way. It's We need it segregating. We need the slots segregating completely from sports and horse racing betting. It's that easy. It's that easy to see. But but these massive corporations like Entain, like Flutter, etc., etc., they want they want to run the show and they they want the profits. They want the big big profits. They ain't getting rid of the VIPs. They ain't getting rid of the VIP casino players. Don't you worry about that. It's, they're getting rid of everyday people that are just basically trying to enjoy the sport and have a bet as a show, as a show of force to the government and everyone else that they're doing the right thing. They're sorting problem gamblers out. But might, how scary is that, Adam? So you, you've got a CCJ from five, six years ago, for example, anyone, or or or, or you happen to basically go through bad times. Mm. You, didn't, you didn't pay a credit card off, mm. but times are rosy now. You, you're flying again. It's mm. on your record though. But then a bookmaker sees that and said, well, you're not worthy to have a bet. So mm. you're obviously a problem because you've got a, a CCJ and a default. So you can have 50 pounds on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's political, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's beyond reason. Um, I mean, I'm terrible at gauging public opinion, though. Lee. I think that's been, that's been made pretty clear in the last two years. Um, but are we are we right in saying that there there aren't enough people to support this new phase, this transition to um, revealing all your um, financial details, or are there, or are do the under thirties? Go, are are they quite happy to do that? Is that is that just part of being a youngster in in today's society? That's the are big. We, are que- we wrong? Are we wrong? That, that's that's the big question. Um, I mean, we need to get some twenty odd year olds on the on the uh, the bar stewards. Do we, we know do, anybody? I don't know anyone that's twenty. We do. Well, that's the problem. Uh, I'm <laughs> saying, um, gonna the um, unless you go in, you um, unless on... you go in the purple door. You need to go in the purple door. Yes. Yes. Get down there. Yeah, a few twenty-year-olds in there. What yeah, we could maybe ask CJ about it. 
ask them their view on affordability chat. Well, that's yeah. it. I mean, I mean, CJ good chat up line. Yeah, CJ has just had a had a account like I said restricted from Bet three six five. Obviously, mm-hmm. investigating the fact that she's yeah. had probably a few quid on Shishkin. But if she uh, says, but if she says, okay, here's a, here's a, a bank statement that says I've, I've earned two and a half grand a month and I've got uh, you know ten grand in a in a in an ISA. Are uh, uh, you know. So okay, great. You can open your account again, and we're all happy. Are, are people happy to do that? I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know. Another another argument. Let's say I, I so so safe betfair investigate me, and I say I've got I've is thirty thousand pounds. It's in a savings account. That's my betting fund, and that's what I want to place bets with. Right? I want to bet thirty thousand pounds. Right? The current system is not set up for that. Right, they will not accept that you have got thirty thousand pounds to bet with. They will say you've got thirty thousand pounds, and it's reasonable to say that you've other living costs, living expenses, this, that, and the other, and they will limit you to say, I don't know, two thousand pounds a month deposits on that. Mm. Right? Mm. Well, that's not how I want to bet. I've got thirty. Yeah. I want to stick the thirty thousand at once. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Mm. Why? Why are you stopping me from doing mm. that? And there's there's so many things they don't cover, and this is very dangerous for for the government for for racing in particular. If if this comes in, or or or, or the foxes get in charge, I mean, who's deciding this? Who's deciding? It's, called, this? it's known as authoritarianism, Lee. Yeah, control, control. That's all we've had. Control across the board. We're being told what we can like. We've been told what we can say. We've told what we can think. How to think? It's it's. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre world we're living in right now. And once they've come for gambling, they'll come for other things. They'll come for everything else that mm. that we enjoy or, or or pastimes that are just considered dangerous because mm. you know so many people decide to chuck themselves off a bridge um, after after doing the brains. Um, What's the uh, just just a slightly off topicly? What is the? I don't like to call it a black market because it's because that's a kind of a. Uh, well, let's well let's call it the black market for for, yeah. for for sake of argument. What what is the what is the market for in betting? Oh, you know, what is the access for? What, you know, what is the liquidity in non fun non regulated betting? I'd, I'd any, say, any idea? I'd say it's massive. Yeah. I, I I mean, lots of footballers like do it. So lots yeah. all, all your footballers, Paul yeah. Merson, all, all your footballers, they're 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 betting away. Yeah. Um. You know, like with 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 the, with, the, yeah. with the with the unofficial books. Um. There's lots. There's lots of things happening. I mean. I mean, the thing is, Lee. So what happens is that that everyone gets everyone that, that they don't want or shouldn't don't think should be betting don't don't bet. So they go to the pub and they go, do you know where I can get a bet on? And the, and and the guy behind the bar goes, yeah, yeah, I've got a mate. Blah blah blah. Right. So you just be cut. You're just taking it back to the times when. There was just another market, like in America. Like I, you know, I've got family in America. Um, brother-in-law just used to bet, you know, at a certain bar, and you settle up at the end of the week. And if you don't, then you, you they send the heavies round. You know, is, is that is that really yeah. what is I mean, that, that really what what the that, what the authorities want? The the other issue with that though, Lee, is that that's a, I think that's a bit sort of short-sighted because within X amount of years, you know, we won't be handling cash. It'll be crypto. You'll be you'll be having bets you know through your through your app through your bitcoin app or your your privacy coin app monero or whatever app um you know uh it, it won't be a sort of cash thing because 
there won't be any you know you know what i mean so even even eventually that market will close down because everything will be digital and if you want to keep your privacy you're going to have to use a privacy coin that's not central bank digital currency it's going to be another an alternative you know yeah i mean these are all things for the future but that's but that's the but that's the that, that you know let's look at the ang- uh, the, the direction of travel you know and that is the direction of travel isn't it yeah, is it, I mean, it it is. I mean, I mean the 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 offline market, the black market. So it's, I mean, that's where I am now. I place my bets mm. with unofficial people. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. Um, you know, it's that that's there's absolutely no way whatsoever. I mean, yeah, you you can exhaust yourself and have twenty five burner phones and send yes. people send people around London shops, but. I just find it easier just to make the right calls and the, to the right people, and and yeah. that's it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's how it is. And yeah. do we want that? I mean, does the government want that? Does anyone? Want, I don't. I don't know. You know, too much restriction, and that's what it equals. It's but, like anything, Lee. It's 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 whatever you want to call it, or totalitarianism, authoritarianism, socialism. It's short-sighted rubbish, isn't it? And it's and it's like it's like John said. It's it's um, governing by consent. It's it's complete horseshit. We, you know, his, history tells you it doesn't work. It'll all go tits up, and we'll all end up um, with with a grassroots recovery. Um, of free market capitalism, where where stuff works, you know, whether we're going to be alive to see that, I don't know. But yeah. that's what I think. It'll go full yeah. circle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this, this, this is this is how things work. It, it goes from it goes from you know one extreme to the other. It's and called knowing your history, Lee, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it'll it'll come back round the other way. It's yeah. it's, how, it's how it works. Um, mm. But that's where we are. Uh, we've had a fantastic show. Um, thanks to Adam and John. Just one more thing. Uh, Mike Owen asked a question about last time out fallers. Um, that uh, what's the sort of record with those? Do they underperform next time? Well, I've got some interesting findings on that, Michael. Um, uh, I'm going to post, post an article uh, around Monday or Tuesday on Barstow's website. And it's a very, very good system indeed on last time out fallers. So do, thanks for the question. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll reveal more in the article via the website Monday or Tuesday. We hope you enjoyed the show. That's myself, John, Adam. And uh, we're back on Friday. Fry is back for the Fry fanboys on Friday. Uh, she assures me she's back. Uh, the calls for Fry. I keep getting calls for Fry all the time. And I, I understand because with our tipping, um, she's, uh, she, she, she's missed. So for Catherine Fry will be back on Friday. Quentin Franks. She's starting um, chewing through the straps. Yeah, absolutely. So exciting times for the bar stewards we hope you've enjoyed today and we're back uh, with a full show and on friday that's all from us bye for now